aloha, everybody. This is Jeff Rimel coming at you for 888 Sports, the official betting partner of the National Football League in both the UK and Ireland. They are bringing our show to you live. It's our preseason, well, it's our season outlook show, I guess we'd say. Michael, it's that time. We are just days away from the kickoff of the NFL season. Yeah, we're back, baby. We're back, man. Can you believe the NFL starts tomorrow? Because this is going on Wednesday. Can, can you actually believe that we are back? Like, like, we have been talking utter crap about the draft, about different things. And it's been it's been a great off-season. And I, I've enjoyed the off-season with you. I've enjoyed speaking with you. And I know we're going to speak more and more and more now, which is awesome. I know a lot of people are excited if you get back over here soon. Um, but, you know, Football's back first tonight, man. Get the but, coffee yeah, in. Maybe. And I'm going to tell you something. It is going to be a great start to the season because everybody's darling, those Detroit Lions, the Lightning, mm. Honolulu Blue Lions, are going into Kansas City to play a team that's on the cusp, right? Now, get me. I said on the cusp of being considered a dynasty because, in my mind, if you can get three Super Bowl championships in four years, you qualify as a dynasty, like the Steelers, like the Cowboys, like the 49ers, like the Packers. Like, those were dynasty teams, the Patriots, and I think that Kansas City is right on the cusp, and this is the first time uh, the Lions will walk into Arrowhead with a little attitude, a little cockiness, a little swagger in those light blue lion uniforms. And I think Dan Campbell and his staff need to be congratulated because there is excitement in Detroit like there's never been, maybe since Barry Sanders was there. And they fully expect to win the NFC North and am embracing the moment, embracing the expectations, embracing the pressure, if you will, of being the front runner in their division. Well, let let's talk a little about this second. We got some news. Are you aware of this news? Do you know what I'm going to say? I don't know what you're going to say. You live in Ireland. I live here, man. I was going to start a whole joke like I'm leaving, Jeff. I can't do this anymore. But I'm like, no, I'm not even going to do that. Um, you're coming to Ireland, and we we announced this to the crowd. So obviously, Jeff's coming to the UK. He's going to Manchester, Lincoln, Bio. There'll be more UK dates before people start giving off. I'm, I'm joking. There'll be more dates. Jeff is coming to Ireland, um, and there's some breaking NFL news as well as we talk. We'll talk about that in a minute. Jeff is coming to Limerick on Friday the 19th of January in Cask Nightclub beside the, is it the Ballantroy, I want to say, hotel. They're very, very good to us. We're very, very excited for this. This is going to be mad. Up to 200 people can be there. It's, it, I think it's your biggest show in the Republic anyway, which should be awesome. So that is going to be on Friday the 19th. I'm hoping, looking at Jeff, that that's going to suit okay. We'll, we'll get you back in London the Saturday morning. You'll be fine. Hopefully that's all right, Jeff. <laughs> hey, man, I'm going to tell you something. I'm so excited to come back to Ireland. It is fast becoming my second island home. And, uh, you know, I obviously love my time in England, love my time on, you know, in Great Britain and, and um but I'm going to tell you something. There's something about the Irish fans that, that you know, I remember going to Ireland for the first time and, and a buddy of mine 
was the head coach at Trinity University, asked me to come over and do a do a clinic and a one day practice. And I fell in love with the country and with the with the football in the country on that day because Mike, we're we're out there on a grass field in Dublin. And there's kids that have driven from above Belfast. All I mean, they must have driven four hours to come to practice. And I thought to myself, any kid that are that passionate about football, I love them. And I've watched the game grow in Ireland. I've watched you and what your crew have done to, you know, publicize the game and get the game out there. What Football Ireland has done, what Tag Leader has done, what this kicking, you know, competitions all over Ireland. And I think now when you see that the Steelers have a footprint or a toehold or however you want to say it on the Emerald Isle, I think that's just says a ton. I know you're doing a podcast for the Steelers in, you know, in Ireland that, you know, that's all part of growing this game. And that's been my passion project forever. Fully agree with you. I, 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 I know we're going to preview the season, so I'll just finish up Ireland very quickly. Um, Limerick on the 19th of January. Very excited for that because I know it's a big scene down there. Big up Liam Ryan and the UL Vikings. And we're going to be in the Mac Theatre in Belfast, which is your biggest ever event. In my understanding, Free it can seat up to 360 people. Um, it's pretty awesome. There is a meet and greet for that one. There isn't for the other two because Dublin... You can't even do a meet and greet in Dublin because it's just a bar because and you're just there, so it's good. Um, Friday, sorry, Thursday, February the 1st. Thursday, so I was going to do a Friday. Ireland played France in Six Nations. For, it came out the Six Nations. I can't do it, Jeff. Sorry, man. I wanted to, I wanted to do the Friday and I couldn't do it. So um, that event in Dublin will be capped at like 80 people because it's too intimate the room is too small and you don't want to interfere with that and you want it to be a good night it'll be it'll be um, it'll be filmed and I'd go as far as saying that that could sell out before it goes in general sale Dublin so if you want to get the Mac Theatre in Belfast on the 30th of January that's after the championship games we'll try and persuade Neil to come over Jeff we'll see, we'll see what we can do uh, Limerick the 19th on the Friday and the go home show is in Dublin that will be Jeff's final show unless he's partnered with somebody else uh, before the Super Bowl so I'm, I'm very excited for it. I know, I know the World Shed is excited to have you back and just from seeing the Pro Football Ireland events this week seeing how Christian got on where he was where you were in the World Shed and just seeing how the Mac Theatre was with Jebel was top notch so I'm unbelievably excited and I know a lot of people are going to be excited to see you and yeah man br bring it on bring it on it's going to be a great night a great three nights Never mind the fact that we're going to go around the UK as well. But um, just going back to the news. Are you ready for this? So this is going out on Wednesday morning. Travis Kelsey has hyperextended his knee today and is currently being evaluated. And you would presume that his status for Thursday night is doubtful. So I know we're going to go into talking a wee bit about the season here over the next 20 minutes. But if you're Dan Campbell, if you're Jared Goff, if you're not Lions defense, you're licking your lips, man. You are licking your lips. Well, I think I think there are a couple things that right now, if you're a Kansas City fan, you gotta, you know, be concerned about. Number one, your best defensive player is not in the building. And you're days away from your, you know, your season opener, 
Chris Jones is at a salary impasse with, with the Chiefs and has walked out of, you know, walked out of camp. Uh, that's a big one because maybe next to Aaron Donald, he's the most disruptive defensive lineman, interior defensive lineman in the game today. Uh, he's such a huge part of that defense, you know, uh, not only from what he can do physically on the field, but what he brings to them emotionally and just his presence. You know, and then you take Kelsey off the offense, if that's truly the case. And I think we ought to tap the brakes a little bit on that because obviously, you know, he's being evaluated. But and a hyperextended knee is not a good thing for a tight end who's so reliant on his ability to get in and out of breaks and, and you know, cut and do all those things. So I'm sure the Chiefs will be very, very cautious with him. Obviously, a a game in September is not nearly as important as a great player in November. And and, uh, I think that's something we got to keep our sights on. I I just really think that this is going to be a great football game. And I think it's one of those games where, you know, Patrick Mahomes will welcome, certainly won't welcome the fact that he's got two of his, you know, best teammates potentially on the sideline, but I think he'll welcome the, you know, the pressure, he'll welcome the spotlight, he'll welcome the opportunity to show that, you know, that even as great as players as as uh, Chris Jones and Travis Kelsey are, they're not the whole Kansas City Chiefs. And, and uh, on the other side of the coin, you know, if you're Dan Campbell and you're the Detroit Lions, you know, you're, you're saying, hey, you know, you're not sending Christmas cards. You're not sending sympathy cards. I'm telling you that. You're trying to figure out a way that you can beat those guys. And, and you know, that would be a huge, huge, huge win on the road for the Lions. If they can pull that off. I feel like we should look ahead more and we'll look at week one on different podcasts. But I guess you, you mentioned those dates in Ireland. You're also coming to the UK. When we get to that point in the year, Jeff, in January, and we get, say we're sitting in the Mac Theater on the 30th of January in Belfast, which two teams do you think you'll be talking about? Well, I think I think Michael. I think when you got when you look at the the league right now, as the league stands, I think in the NFC, it's pretty hard to think past Philadelphia and San Francisco. I think you know I think Dallas is within striking distance. Um, you know I think there are some other teams that are good football teams. I think the Lions. I'm not sure yet with the Lions defense. And, you know, again, there's still a work in progress. Uh, but you go beyond that, and it's really hard to to really think of anybody who, you know, could, as you look at it right now, as we as we talk about this on, you know, in early September, I don't see anybody else that is a threat right now. Now, again, teams, teams develop, teams, you know, there are going to be surprises. We're going to see on both sides of the corner. We're going to see teams just not play well that you look at their roster and you say that should be a good football team. And then you're going to see some teams that are going to surprise. I, you know, <clears throat> we talk about, I think the hardest thing in the AFC is just surviving the AFC. I mean, that it is a meat grinder. I think there are probably, you know, if I'll reach when I say this a little bit, but I would say that, that, uh, San, there, Sandy, but there we go again. The, the Chargers, the Chiefs, uh, certainly Cincinnati, Buffalo, Miami, New York. Uh, and I'm going to tell you something. The team I think is going to be a surprise to everybody is Pittsburgh. And, you know, 
Baltimore is going to be better. They're going to be more diversified on offense. We've seen early results there. They've got some really fine young players. And, you know, so I think the AFC is just, that's going to be a, a slugfest every week. Think about, you know, think about Kansas City. You know, you think Kansas City's, we're talking about them being potential dynasty. Well, they got to play in a division, Mike, where Denver's going to be better significantly, I think. The Raiders are going to be better. And the Chargers, everybody's darling, you know, everybody's dark horse to 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 make a run because of Herbert and, you know, some of the players, Bosa and some of those guys. I just really think that, you know, it's going to be a survival of the fittest in the AFC. And in the NFC, I don't, like I say, I think the, I think the NFC East is real strong and, and there's parity in the NFC East. But outside of that, you know, I think, Detroit should win the North. And, you know, again, I I, I just don't like, – I'm struggling to come up with somebody else that I think is a Super Bowl contender in the, in the NFC. Jason said in Belfast the other night, I was quite surprised that, that he reckons Green Bay is going to make a run of the North. Do you, do you not see that happening, or do you think well, – I, I, I think Green Bay has surprised some people in preseason. Now, again, tap your brakes because it's preseason, right? Green Bay and, and Love have played well in the preseason. And I think Green Bay's defense is a championship caliber defense, right? I think when you when you talk about a guy like Love who has so little live work, you know, so so little live. I mean, there's no comparison between training camp and the regular season, and there's no comparison between the regular season and playoff time. So when you're talking about a quarterback like Love. Yes, he made some throws. He showed some things in the preseason games, and but that's a very, very limited body of work against a very, very limited number of defenses and coverages and stunts and blitzes and all the things they're going to see. So uh, I think you, there's reason for optimism in Green Bay, certainly. But you know, right now, I, I, and this is crazy because Jared Goff's a throwaway. I would take Jared Goff over Love right now because he's been there and done that. This guy, this is a guy that's led a team to the Super Bowl. Now he didn't win it. He didn't play very well when he got there, but he's done that. And you know, there's no, there's no, you know, there's no substitute for experience, especially experience in big games. As someone that's been in football for so long, what makes this part of the year so special? I, I, I know. You've been with the Tiger Cats for months now in the sense of your season's underway and it's a different time, but it's that hope, it's that optimism, isn't it? And it just feels like this like you, you can't compare this 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 part of the year to anything else. I feel like the euphoria, the positivity in week one just is obliterated almost come week two, whenever you're like, Oh, our team might not be good. You well, know? I think I think what what happens is a lot of teams come back to earth real fast, but Right now, expectation and anticipation are off the charts. Everybody feels like this could be the year. You know, you're you're a Bronco fan. I mean, you are you sitting here going, "Nah, we'll never." You know, we're we're not good enough. You're saying, "Hey, if Russell gets hot, you know, and the offensive line's better, and you know, Alex Singleton has another great year on defense, we're good in the secondary. Hey, we could we could make a run at this thing, right?" And that's the way fans think because they love their team. Right now, you know, even even as go far down the food chain as the Houston Texans, 
they've got to feel a little better about their football team based upon what they saw in training camp. You know, I think Demeco Ryan's has shown that he's a leader. I think he's shown that he can get an or- a team organized. I think he's shown that he can get them to play hard. They've improved their talent level. Now they're not there yet, and I'm certainly not anointing them. But you know, that's a that's a team that you, if you're if you're a Texan fan after two years of just bad football, they can start to look forward to you know the season again. Is there anyone in the league that you feel like there's obviously players, coaches that need to have good years to stay in their jobs? It feels like this year is that, and we've talked about this on different podcasts over the last few months, but it feels like this year is such a pivotal year for the progression and movement of the Buffalo Bills and if they're going to make it. If the Bills weren't to get to the Super Bowl this year or maybe not even win the AFC or get to the AFC Championship yet, do you feel that any coaches per se could be in trouble there or do you feel they're a while off yet in that all right, I'm gonna make I'm, I'm gonna make my first bold prediction right here boom that all 32 NFL head coaches are on the hot seat starting now and I mean all of them because it's the nature of the business it's the nature of the job it's what we sign up for I just had this conversation in a meeting with our players right I, I, I said that's the way it is in our business right if you can't do it as a player, they replace you. If we don't get it done as coaches, they replace us. That's just the way it is. And what's getting it done? W's. That's all that matters. They don't care about your statistics. They want W's. And so, you know, I think that's the, every, that's the real, real world that we live in. Now, when you start talking about who in particular needs to take a step, if you will, I think there's a couple places. I think... I think right now the bullseye is, you know, right on Robert Sala because of the expectation. You know, I mean, I'm not saying he's going to get fired. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying that the expectation is they're going to the Super Bowl. Buffalo, you mentioned Buffalo. I think there's a tremendous, tremendous amount of people. And I we're 45 minutes away from Buffalo. And I listen to Buffalo talk radio every day and the and you know the bill of broadcasters who do a great job i mean they were wringing their hands so much these last two weeks about what are we going to do for a starting inside linebacker i mean i mean that's because they know they're in their super bowl window they know how important these next couple years are so i you know i think there's another place that cincinnati i mean there's a huge expectation there, and they got to get Joe Burrow healthy. And, you know, it's going to be interesting. One of the great things when you look at a season preview is trying to look at different elements. And we had, um, obviously, our show in Dublin last week, we, we tried to go through a different number of topics. And you've mentioned it, but one of the ones that got the most feedback from the crowd was, is this Bill Belichick's last year? And I'm getting closer and closer to saying it is, Jeff. It just feels like they're not going to win any more than six and a half games. You've got Bill O'Brien there. You've got Mayo there. Tell me I'm wrong because this whole fallacy of saying, well, he's so close to the record. He's at least, what, two and a half seasons off the record? All right. Let me, all right. You want me to tell you you're wrong? You're wrong. All right. Now, why are you wrong? Because first of all, they can't win six and a half games. They either win seven or they win six, but you can't win six and a half. So thank, that, you that, Jeff. Th- thank you very much. I, I, just want to, I just want to make sure we're all speaking the same language. 
No, I, yeah, I'm just joking. But I think the thing that we have to understand, and, and I, I have a colleague of mine that I work, where I work with here, our D-line coach, Randy Melvin, won a Super Bowl ring with, with uh, Patriots. And I asked him that question. I said, do you think, do you think that, that uh, Mr. Kraft would ever fire Bill Belichick? And he looked at me with that look and he said, Mr. Kraft, loves nothing more than winning. And I think that there's none of us that are exempt from that. Now, the thing that's really interesting to me, Michael, about that whole topic is Belichick's now within striking distance of the most number of wins all time in the NFL. I think he's like 30 short. And But that's, Jeff, that's a lot of wins to get in two or five years. No, no, no. But listen to what I'm saying. Yeah, it is, but it's really hard to get it if you ain't working. <laughs> that's almost, that's, you know what I mean? So so my man's got to keep his job. He's got to keep it going. I think there's been a lot of stuff about the Patriots. It's kind of been maybe bigger than it is, and blown out of proportion a little bit. But one one little piece of news I heard today that would concern me if I'm a Patriot fan is what is the health of Smith Schuster's knee? Because there was a report that came out that said his knee is very, very, very damaged, and you know he's he's uh, he's the way they describe it. He's a he, he could go at any time, and I think that's uh, you know that's that's going to be a tough one because they they are struggling for offensive weapons and if he's not healthy and he's not able to be that guy then then I think they are going to struggle because you know they got two good tight ends they get Ramondre Stevenson's good great running back they'll run the ball they'll do they'll play great defense they'll do all those things they're such a throwback team in terms of how they're structured Michael where you know everybody's you know throwing it all over the yard and they got all these acrobatic receivers and you know, they don't have any of that, but they will win because they, they're extremely disciplined. They don't take penalties. They play great defense. They'll run the ball. They'll be a tough out for whoever plays. Right. This is an audio exclusive. We'll do a video for the week on preview for the crack, but audio exclusive this week. You mentioned a number of teams there. I want you to be more specific. Who are we going to be sitting talking about in Starbucks in the MGM on the 9th of February? Six o'clock in the morning. Two teams that'll be in the, in Las in Las Vegas at that. So time. I I'm sure realized that I haven't told you mine. So I've got the the Jets going to the Super Bowl for the mm-hmm. crack. Why not? And I've got them playing Philly, Philly against the Jets in Vegas. Like the fans, imagine the fans, the Joni and factor with Aaron Rodgers. Can Jalen Hurts get over the line? And I've got Jalen Hurts winning the Super Bowl. I th- I think that's I think that's a very real expectation I think that's a very real scenario I, I could see that happening I don't you know I watched Philadelphia in preseason and I don't see where there's a weakness in that football team I mean they have upgraded themselves on defense they've got more pass rushers than you can imagine um, they're they're physical they can run the ball uh, they've got speed outside you know, Hertz just continues to become a better leader and a better quarterback with every rep that he gets. I think they've got 
I think they've got a great chemistry, a great energy around that team. And I think that you're right. I think they will be that team. Um, and then on the other side, man, oh man, oh man, pick one out of that, that bunch in the AFC. It's really hard to do. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say, you know, Kansas city should be right. They should be, but there's, you know, we just heard today. How, what about how, what about Kelsey's knee? How long is it going to take for Chris Jones to get into camp? I mean, there's a lot of things. Will Patrick be able to stay healthy all year? All those things are, you know, things that we're just going to have to wait and see. I'm telling you the team, I think that has a chance to surprise people. And I think will be much better than they were last year. And I think could make a run at this thing is the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I say that, Michael, because a couple of things have happened in the last week that I think are really important that maybe they got glossed over. Maybe people didn't pay attention to it, whatever. First of all, Kenny Pickett was named captain of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, why is that significant? Well, that means that they've put trust in him, that he's their leader. Think about this one, Michael. It took Ben Roethlisberger five seasons to be named captain in Pittsburgh. Kenny's done it in his second season, right? Now, his hands are too small, but, you know, I'm so glad I don't have to listen to that bullshit anymore. But let's go, I mean... You look at that football team. Friar Muth is a good player. He's an underrated tight end. I think you look around in that receiver room, you see playmakers there. I mean, some guys that can make big plays. They went out in the offseason at a very under-the-wire acquisition and got Isaac Sayamalo at guard. And he is a physical, nasty guy. And he fits that whole Pittsburgh Steeler persona I think they've improved that offensive line tremendously. The defense will be better. The defense will be faster. The defense, I think, will be another year of experience. Highsmith, I think, has been a, a a real find for them. You know, they drafted extremely well on defense. They've got all three layers of that. That defense is going to be very, very good. And they have that Steeler mystique and that expectation. And Mike Tomlin, I, I give Mike Tomlin a lot of the credit for that. Yeah, give me two teams. Come on, you got to pick. Well, I, I, I'm gonna if you just if you press me on it, I'm gonna say Kansas City because I think they're the best team in the AFC right now. Now, could I see your Jets making that jump? Absolutely. Well, you picked them. I'm gonna call them your Jets because you. So I, I, I feel like you're going towards a repeat of last year, which is the the natural thing to do because they're two great teams. Can't see Philly. And not only are they two great teams, but the, again. We're, we're we're talking over Travis Kelsey's hyperextended knee and over, you know, Chris Jones's contract holdout, right? So when you think about it, they're two very very good teams, squarely in their Super Bowl window, right? Squarely in their Super Bowl window, and with improved rosters from last season, so they should get back there. But you know, how long's it been since we've seen a team win two Super Bowls in a row? Been a while. Yep. It's been a while. Um, that's just what the NFL wants. That is exactly what the rules are made for, right? 
why do you draft last when you win so that you supposedly get the rut of the litter of first round draft picks? Why, you know, why does every team have the same salary cap? So there's an opportunity for every team to win, right? Why when, when a guy, when a player in training camp goes on waivers and you're the Super Bowl champion, are you the last one to have the opportunity to pick him up off of waivers? Because the league wants competitive balance. Time will tell. Time will tell. We'll see if you, when you're in Dublin on the 1st of February, how right either of us were, and we'll have a bit of a laugh around it then. For people listening to the podcast, those Irish dates go on sale um, Sunday morning, 10 a.m., week one. Get beat. your ass down to the ticket shop and get your tickets and come talk football with us in Ireland. And we, I, you talk about some, you have done an amazing job, my friend. I got to tell you that. I'm going to give you all your props because I cannot wait to sit in that theater mm. at big screen and have the telestration piece and be able to diagram stuff. We are going to have so much fun that night. And Limerick has been a place I've always wanted to go to, right? You can't lose. We got three great locations in Ireland and, you know, I can't wait to get back. Can't wait to get back. We're, we're, we're going to go back with a week one preview podcast for Jeff. And I think it'll drop on Friday morning, but we'll record it probably on Wednesday, Jeff, TBC, depending on your VIP availability. Are, are you doing, uh, is there anything else you want to shout out? Obviously, Sky yeah, has got some great games this weekend. When we, well, when we do those weekly shows, we're going to pick every game for you. So if you want, you know, again, okay. we are sponsored by 888 Sports, the official betting sponsor of the National Football League in the UK and Ireland. Love it. Jeffrey, week one, baby. Week one, man. Uh, talk to you soon. Thanks for everyone listening. If you're a member, you can get those tickets now, apart from Belfast. Hurry up, Belfast. I'm putting it in sale. Jeff, talk to you soon, man. All right. Aloha. Take care, brother.